Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by vapeactive.com. Are you ready to up your stoner game with one of the best vaporizers on the market? Vapeactive.com is the best place to start. Whether you're looking for a desktop vaporizer ideal for home use, portable vaporizers for a mobile experience, or pen-style vaporizers for concentrated consumption, vapeactive.com's well-stocked catalog of the best vaporizer brands has you covered. And not only does vapeactive.com keep a rich stockpile of vaporizers, and vape accessories, they also have a large collection of vaporizer reviews to help beginners and veterans alike choose the ideal vaporizer unit. Vapeactive.com is so awesome, they've got a discount code for mom and dad or stoned listeners. Use code STONERMOM for 10% off at vapeactive.com, your one-stop vaporizer shop. Bye! What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. I'm the stoner mom, that's me, also known as Catherine, and I am joined always, every week, by my husband, Blavid. Mm-hmm, forever. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and more. Hello. Hello. Happy, it's noon, it's 12 o'clock. We're in the middle of wake and baking right now. What's up? Hi. Not much, hi. I love you. I love you too. We're a little high already. Let's get into libation corner. Let's do it. What are you libating? Get into this corner with us and libate. Libate. First of all, are you guys libating? No, we're working. No, we're driving. No, we've got headphones on and we're listening and our kids are around. Yeah, it's okay. You can, you don't have Maybe to. you are secretly libating. Maybe, maybe you're going to, like, I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe you are, that. in all of these cases, secretly libating in some way. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe you're using CBD. Maybe. Maybe you're medicated on other drugs. I don't even know. Well, we don't know, but maybe you're just thinking about it. I would love to do acid. I want to do it so bad. Can you make this happen, husband of mine? Maybe. I'll have to think about it. <laughs> now that I'm a grown-up, yeah. now that I'm a proper, well-adjusted grown-up, I want to have an experience. <laughs> I want to have one of those bugging. I had all those experiences when I was, like, a dumb kid. Well, do you know, you, know I mean? you gotta do it where you I have, like, I want to be mature two, and do it. You gotta have, like, two full days to with no children around. Well, I have that every other weekend. So there you go. That's what I'm saying, dude. All right. We'll see what we can do. I, do, I bet I do not need two full days. What are you, got, what are you doing I right need, now? I like, six hours What are you tops. doing right now? That's, that's libation. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> other than what I want to be doing, right. what I've decided is my right to do as a person on this earth. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm also dabbing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm dabbing some super lemon haze from our good friend, Noah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do you love it? I do love it. I'm using the Switch. I've been using that exclusively for dabs. Actually, that's a lie. I also use um, my Sensi Pen yeah. for portable portability purposes. Man, you know, we have to think about eating food at some point, too. Well, 
It's a little early in the podcast to be obsessing about that. I guess you're right. Are you hungry? No, I'm good. Do we need to stop and have a snack? No. All right. So, yes, and I am drinking bourbon and uh, ginger beer, and um, I smoked a little bit of weed. I'm soaking. Do you remember what I'm smoking? What is this stuff? I think it's mandarin cookies that mm-hmm. you brought up from the basement yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yesterday? Like yesterday. The day so that's before. what I'm smoking today in this. If you want to share with me. No, I'm good. I feel fine. <clears throat> this is out of this dope blue boo glass. Boo glass that I like. It's a really beautiful bong. That's, that thing's cool. Yeah. And what are you smoking? I was smoking um, whatever I brought up. I concocted some crazy thing. I think I put some super lemon haze in some purple now and later together that sounds delicious i don't know man maybe i'm also drinking some drinks yeah you're having a drink i have coffee and i have vodka and juice and fruit punch yeah fruit fruit the punch it's vodka yeah i know it's a little early but it's sunday it's it's twelve ten. it's the day to rest yeah it's and day to rest. this is how i rest and that's relax okay. that's okay so so that's libation corner Okay. Okay. All right. Well, now it's what's going on with us. Hey, what's going on with you guys? Um, <laughs> we just binged. We watched Maniac. Maniac. Thank you. Sorry. On Netflix. I'm a little stoned, I have to admit. I liked watching Maniac. How are you feeling? I feel great. Uh, Maniac's awesome. It's a Netflix series. Go watch it. It stars Jonah Hill. Is that his name? I guess. And Emma Stone. Yeah. And um, it's great. How do you describe it? Um, (laughs) It's like in the 90s. 80s 80s technology but, but i mean 90s. like it's an alternate I, yeah that's the no, other it's thing it's like now but it's now but in a different reality where the our technology looks the way it does in the 80s <laughs> yeah where it's cassette tapes but it's and, advanced to this weird social point too yeah. that is very uh, <clears throat> identifiable yeah. in today for sure like or as the future they're trying to help you know humankind so there's things like ad buddy where if you can't pay for something yeah you can like watch an ad but the ad is delivered by a live person that comes and talks to you forever and so if you can't pay for your train ride like they'll come and sit next to you on the train and read to you all this fucking ads and shit honey the ad guy and the and the guy that gets shot are the same guy that's who it is his ad buddy Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, there's a so trippy and weird. And yeah. Emma Stone is so great. They're all really great. Justin Theroux is in it. He's fucking great in it. He there's a great. part. Do you want to tell them about the part in the beginning where you first see him? You mean when you first reconnected to him? Yeah. Okay, so so he is this rogue scientist that he did something inappropriate and he had to be asked <laughs> to leave that we don't know what. So they're, but they're constantly doing this psychiat- psychiatric, like, study where they're given they're trying to cure depression and uh, all kinds of like they're, tra- they're trying to eradicate therapy with right. three pills right um the a pill the b pill and the c pill well don't you think you need the microwave ex- super enhanced microwave oh technology i forget about too? that but david's really stuck on that part i hate that um, <laughs> so microwave they, technology yeah they put they call it microwave technology and they put these panels next to your brain and the panels are discolored <laughs> 
like because they've had microwaves going through them and they're oxidized and like like the it looks like burnt metal and that's going into your brain that dirty yucky yuck nut nastiness it's not fine so (laughs) and it's like you know a microwave in your brain okay so anyway anyway. i think that's why dr dr robert died personally but anyway could that combine with these pills like will get you over any trauma and fuck it it was awesome and this scientist who developed it is nuts and we first encounter him when he's being Just asked to rejoin the team. Um, they have to emergency run to his house and get him. The lead scientist does. And um, she knocks on his door and lets herself in. And he is plugged into some retro virtual reality shit where he's fucking a mermaid <laughs> alien. And he himself has hair that's like pixelated and shit, but his body looks normal. But the thing he's having sex with looks like Nintendo 64 style porn. Yeah. And um, they've pulled out of what he's looking into through, through his virtual reality glasses and he's got a thing on his ding dong. <laughs> it's like a a machine that's like a panel with a tube. It's called a suck tube. Yeah, the suck tube. And then he's got <laughs> glasses on and he's laying back in this chair and he's gripping in one hand like a flexy squishy ball like her booby. <laughs> and then Catherine told me that the in his other hand he's got a scouring patty squishy. <laughs> Yeah, they're both like foam weird. Yeah. And the lady comes in and she goes, whatever his name is. What's his name? Do you remember? Dr. Mantle Ray. Dr. Mantle Ray. We need Dr. Mantle Ray. <laughs> and then he stands up and takes the glasses off and he's the whole time he's talking to this poor lady, he's got the suck tube on his ding dong <laughs> and he's wearing a robe. <laughs> Trying to be dignified. <laughs> he says that he's going to need several minutes to collect himself. Yeah, I'm going to need several to minutes. Arrange his affairs or yeah, something. Put my affairs in order. Whatever. Yes. Because <laughs> um, he's got to get the suck tube off and clean himself up. And... A, anyway, it's great. Yeah. It is great. So then anyway, you should watch it because it's just nuts. And Emma Stone and uh, Jonah Hill are putting these... They're just in these weird alternate realities. Yeah. So there's all these like dreamlike states like based on these hallucinogens that are like one, the first one's designed to uh, show your deepest trauma. So like reliving that experience. And then the second one reveals like your behavioral patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the confrontation one mm-hmm. where you have to like confront that shit. And it's always in some like weird alternate. Yeah. There's like reality. usually a battle that goes down. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. You got to watch it. It was great. It led to us listening to The Art of Noise last night while driving to get hot dogs yeah. because we didn't have kids. David dropped off his yes. kids. He came home. Blah, 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 blah. And we talked about, you had brought it up and I was like, wow, I would love to go to Steve Snapping Dogs and on the Colfax. Yeah. And we did that shit, didn't we? we what hot- did we eat? Oh my God. Okay, first shit. of all, can I just, I want to describe this place. So, It's in a parking lot and it's imagine like a hot dog, a big giant hot dog stand, like with multiple count, like long counter space, but it's, you know, in a box. And then what they've done is they've built, built a little tiny area to eat with a roof and a wall. And then beyond that, they have an outdoor eating area with a roof on it. It's very old school. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have Coney dog. They have every kind of hot dog. Every kind of hot dog. Yeah. And their dogs. What do they do? They snap when you bite them. Like, they do. Snap. They're yeah. so awesome. Very good. And we ordered, uh, you ordered a hot dog, a regular hot dog, and I ordered a chili, chi- a chili dog. 
a New York Coney dog or whatever the heck. And then oh we ordered God, so half onion rings and half french fries and they were so good. I would go again. <laughs> we could go to <laughs> no, no, no. I would. No. Okay. I got a root beer float. Oh my God, that black and white cookie is in your car under my chair. I got a black and white cookie straight from New York. And it's still packaged up. I got to get that. I'm going to get it for you. You're going to eat it. I got to eat it so bad. I'm going to eat it. Um, so we did that. That was fun. That was our date night. Yeah. Um, and we listened to a little bit of the Carter Five yeah. on the way, which <laughs> dropped. And that's a legendary, iconic day in hip hop history. Yeah. And so that happened. Um, <clears throat> what did you think? I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, man. I listened to it. I like, I got to say, I mean, like, I like that Mona Lisa song with Kendrick Lamar. I mean, he said he always says harsh, terrible stuff. Always, it's like Eminem saying, you know, yeah, the f word, and you what? know, <laughs> oh my god, the f word. Okay. Yeah, and you know, what I mean, like they're that's just what they do. I'm sorry. All right. You know, so you're on. You're either into it or you're not. Okay. But I thought it was good. Okay. Um, and I I, I say listen to it again. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I did listen to Mona Lisa a few times. Yeah, I know. I heard it at the breakfast table. It was the first song I heard off of it that you were playing. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that was good. And then um, I was like, good morning. Let's listen to this. <laughs> and it never sounds good on my phone. Like, I don't even know why I do that to anybody. It was really good. But I just want to hear what it's like going to start out to yeah. sound like before I can like drop off the kids. Yeah. And then actually listen to it. <laughs> There's a few songs in there, but for me, every Lil Wayne album only has like three songs max that I like. <gasps> you love many more. What? I You're know. wrong, no, first no, no, of all, no, no. because he sits and listens to all my playlists well, when I, I do it. And I and know, there's but m- there's certain songs that like I just don't want to hear. How, you know? Uh is Pussy Monster one of them? Yeah, I don't <laughs> need to hear that. And I don't also I don't like the woo woo. I don't like that song. Mr. Mrs. Officer. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's hilarious. And there's some good lyrics in there, but I, I don't, it's not my favorite, you know? And I also don't <laughs> like that song where he sings like a, is it abortion or something? No. Abortion's good. No. The other one where he's like, you know, it's on that same album as abortion where he's singing like a screaming singer, like a skater singer. Oh, yeah. I, I actually delete those. Yeah. Anything that reminds me of like skater culture yeah. on a Lil Wayne Is album. Is he a good skater? Will... Oh, yeah. There's an awesome video. I should have shown it to you. I didn't know. Um, That he put out recently of him skating it because he, he's so humble when he says things. He's like, I've been working a lot on, I've been working a lot on this, like trying and like showing all his like skills. He's so good. That's awesome. He's, I know. Like he's doing things like Jumping and all this. Good and for you, Lil Wayne. I, I gotta find you. it for you. I'd like to see it. Well, so um, that's it. Go listen to that and see what you think. Got a new Eminem album and a new Lil Wayne album within a month's time, right? Oh, there have been so many albums, yes. Some good stuff. Check it out. Okay. All right. Now it's time for our stone conversations with Blather Blatherid. <laughs> Believe it and Catherine. Wow. Blatherid. <laughs> I really That's our That's, that's our couple's the, name. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Blatherid. Oh my god, I love it. I love it too. Okay. <laughs> Blatherid. We're Blatherid. That's pretty cool, I guess. Um all right. So I'm gonna start this out like they do in the dollop. 
Okay. May 23rd, oh 1903, Paris. Okay. All right. So wow. la- last week, yes. you had asked me about a crazy event that took place in Paris in 1903 on May 23rd. And it was the premiere of Stravinsky's The Rite of Spring. Okay. And it, man, it got such an interesting reception that it's been written about. Okay. <laughs> it has been called the riot, yes. in fact. Okay. Yes. Uh, that'd be like, you know, going to see a concert and there's a riot. Going to see. <laughs> okay. Um, Lil Wayne. Okay. Uh, not even Lil Wayne. Let's How about say... like, a, let's say it's one of those 420 things. Let's, no. <coughs> let's say it's Taylor Swift. Okay. It's Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's a riot. Okay. Okay. Because she drops some shit yeah. on people. And we're like, what? And people are so baffled by it that they riot. That's what the story is, what this is in my mind. It, and you're right. Okay. So I'm going to start by reading an excerpt uh, to you about <laughs> this performance. So like an overview. Okay. Okay. It was the premiere of the new ballet from genius composer Igor Stravinsky. And the Ballet Russe, which had entranced and shocked ever since their first appearance there in 1909. Okay? Okay. Stravinsky... I, I gotta get an ashtray. Do it. Okay. Stravinsky was enjoying his newfound fame after his huge hit, Petrushka. Petrushka. Which is the story about three Petrushka. puppets. Okay. Not Babushka, but Patricia, but very close to Babushka. I mean, these are these <laughs> I are said about Patricia. <laughs> oh, Patricia. Okay. So okay, anyway, Vaslav Nijinsky, the choreographer, had caused a minor scandal a few months previous with his blatantly erotic portrayal of the lovesick fawn in Debussy's Le Après Midi de un Fawn or Afternoon of the Fawn. Okay. So imagine it's a story of Debussy's. You know, it's Wait. a fawn that is lovesick with a human and wants to fuck a human. Oh my god! Okay? But so, I know that song. I know you do. So that song is like a a. a f- it's bestiality. <gasps> yeah, it's like what? You know, yeah, because this fawn is so like oh. I'm a fawn and look at my deer rump and I'm so pretty and beautiful. Oh, and look a human. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's about. Okay, Holy so shit. so now you have the so you have that. Okay, let's see. You have a cra- a crazy composer who writes composes music about puppets. Okay, and love with puppets. You have a bestiality erotic dancer, and then to come the third part of this storm is um there was <laughs> there was the guy promoting it all. Okay. And um, he was looking for a fucking scandal, okay? I mean, like, that's what he wanted. Um, he was trying to uh, bring on some kind of crazy shit to start in this brand new theater. He wanted some shit. To, he wanted it to be remembered, okay? This is another... His name was Diaghilev, okay? The stage was set in Paris's brand making new theater, and the crowd was described as innumerable shades of snobbery, super snobbery, and inverted snobbery. <laughs> Inverted snobbery. <laughs> inverted snobbery is like the super rich people who don't dress rich, so they and they don't act rich, and they act out of decorum with whatever you're doing because they can afford to. Okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. 
So Stravinsky was hoping to build upon his success of Petrushka, while it's a fair bet that Diaghilev, the great entrepreneur behind the Ballet Russe, was hoping for something more than a success. He wanted a scandal, and he got one. Though what actually happened that night is something of a mystery. The doctor, Damarie Rambert, remembered that a shout went up in the gallery, Un doctor! Somebody else shouted louder, Un dentiste! Kessler said that people started to whisper and joke almost immediately. The conductor of the premiere, Pierre Monteau, was told by one of his double bass players that many a gentleman's shiny top hat or soft fedora were ignominiously pulled down by an opponent over his eyes and ears, and his canes were brandished like menacing implements of combat all over the theater. So you have gentlemen pulling their top hats down over other gentlemen's heads and like trying to beat each other up with their canes. I like how you're miming this violence <laughs> for me. So so cane beating. Yeah, okay. Okay. So what what caused this? Was it the music or the dance? Let, I, let's I start think it with, was both. Let's start with the music. Okay? okay. The issue started when the piece began with a bassoon sounding strangled and fluttering, followed by woodwinds mimicking wind sounds in the forest. Okay. The real trouble started next with the ongoing pulsing rhythms that were extremely harsh and loud and dissonant. This is absolutely not the popular sound of the day. Most delicate ears were accustomed to beautiful harmonies, not tritones, which basically is the sound you hear when you honk your car horn, okay? (laughs) There's a reason that they pick that particular sound because it is dissonant. And it is the, uh, it's called the raised third or the lowered fourth. And it is two, two notes together that sound so unharmonic, it shocks you, okay? Okay. Okay. Very offending. Very offending. As (laughs) for what the music represented, typically, as in Petrushka, the music is linked to the soul, and we find ourselves soul-searching as we listen to it. Stravinsky wrote, There are simply no regions for soul-searching in the Rite of Spring. Stravinsky himself said that when he first played the beginning of the Rite, with its dissonant chords and pulsating rhythms to Sergei Diaghilev, that's the guy with the money, the founder of the Ballet Russe, Diaghilev asked, him a very offending question. Will it last a very long time this way? <laughs> to which Stravinsky replied, to the end, my dear. Okay, so he's just like, you're going to hear this. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the Red Spring, I'm going to insert a little bit of what we're talking about right here. So there you go. So what about the dance? For those unfamiliar with the Rite of Spring, it's a dance steeped in Russian primitivism. Yes. While classical dance aspire to have the dancers moving upwards in graceful motions like they're going to the clouds, Ninjinsky had his dancers doing the exact opposite, literally throwing themselves onto the floor and moving about with jerky movements. Okay. It all culminates in the end with a girl dancing herself to death at the end of the piece. What critics of the times believed to be the ultimate cause of the riot was the very notion of primitive society being shown on stage. Seriously. That's what it was. You guys got to watch it. Um, The dance. It's crazy. It's great. It is great. Like it creeps you out hardcore when this chick does this 
dance to the death thing. She's throwing herself and on the ground. And she's like wearing like a lot, I feel like. Or maybe she's wearing like she's wearing like animal skins, almost yeah. like a Native American. But these are yes. like these are like the Russian version like, of Native Americans. So they, yeah. they they have long braided hair. They wear like animal skins and they're just knock kneed <coughs> is what they've been described as. Mm-hmm. Okay. So was it a success? All we know is that the performance went all the way to the end. It was reported that when Stravinsky and Nijinsky came out to take their bows, the ovation rose above the loud protests in the background. So you hear a lot of yay and a lot of boo. <laughs> to be reminded of the brute animal unconsciousness at the zoo is one thing. To have it be enact- reenacted by a troupe of highly trained dancers and musicians in the theater full of Parisian sophisticates is quite another Perhaps the riot was a sign of disquiet, a feeling that the world had lost its moorings and that the barbarism was about to be let loose in the streets. Given the First World War would soon break out, that feeling wasn't as wide off the mark. That's what the BBC wrote. So anyway, what do you think of that? So basically you got this, like these people freaking out and trying to destroy the theater, beating each other up. But at the very end, during while, while the piece is going. Yeah. All this is taking place, but they're not stopping. Stravinsky left, by the way, for a bit of time. He stormed outside and left because he was like, what the fuck is happening here? You know? And then you also had these rich folks and then you had these like rich bohemian folks dressed differently, but both equally rich. And then to offend the rich people, the bohemian rich people would clap and when you're not supposed to like, you know, and like, go, yes, woo, you know, like, but right during the middle of the piece, which, as we all know, if we've been to an orchestra, you can't do that. You got to wait for the movement to be over. Right. So anyway, um, that's the kind of shit that they were dealing with in the crowd. What do you think? <sighs> There's a lot of hoo-ha over nothing, really. Yeah, I guess that's what I think. Well, anyway, that was it for this week. Okay. Can I ask, can I tell you what you're going to do next <laughs> <laughs> yeah and because it's october now so it's it's we're gonna have a scary theme oh okay? no yeah so i want you to tell me all about real life vampires or human vampires i want to know about their community and how it works and why it oh. exists <laughs> and it's a real thing okay <laughs> are, are you sure yes yes they're called human vampires they don't <laughs> okay are they listening Just, right now uh, probably they're everybody honey anybody can be one We could be living next door to one. We probably are. But I don't know that much about them, so hopefully you can tell me. Well, that's spooky. I know. Thanks so, a lot. I'm going to think of something fucking terrifying for you. <laughs> well, you I'm look... going to fuck you up. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so stoned. It's listener letter time. You are stoned. You want me to read it? I'm going to read it this week because you're stoned. Okay. Okay. I got. We got this. Aren't you tired of reading? No. <clears throat> I did read a lot during that Stravinsky piece, but it's, I mean, like, it's very, it's a lot, you know, and I want to make sure I got it right and make stuff up. Okay. So this one's from Sydney. Hey, guys. 
Again, as always, I love the show. I literally have a calendar reminder on Wednesdays to let me know to head over to my podcast. Aww. Here's the questions. Question one. What are your stunner routines? I think this might have been covered, but there, but wasn't sure if there were updates since Catherine is now off her medication. I would really love to know more. My dude and I currently use CBD tinctures and can't wait to try all the goodies Colorado has to offer once we move up there. Ooh, congratulations. The next question is, what are your favorite things to do while you're stoned? What are the best strains or the ones that you found that are the best to get work done? Love the Stradablarius episode. I was classically trained in violin and, and really <laughs> and related hard to this one. What's our stoner schedule? What's my stoner schedule? I don't know. Mine's only on the weekends now. Well, and at night sometimes. Yep. And mine is... I mean, I try to use it as often as I can, mm -hmm. but I find myself going <clears throat> several whole, like like only doing it in the evenings is yeah. what I mean. When I'm the type of person that really kind of benefits from doing it once sort of early and not too much. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, not getting um, super stoned. And then I save my weekends particularly when all the kids are gone. Right. Um, getting high and hanging out with my husband. And I do a lot of getting high. And that's, oh, also if I'm working during like the school week, like the week week, I mean, the, I'm, I'm high. Um, I do often have to get high. Like if I'm recording something. Yeah. Um, so I try to time those uh occurrences because i'll get really high and it'll last several hours you know yeah <clears throat> so i have to either do it super early in the day like right after dropping off kids and then like that usually means napping <laughs> like afterwards or i'll just save recording that stuff for um i have every i have every other monday where i don't have kids and i can get as high as i want to because <clears throat> there are no kids all day long that's like, right None. None. So that's the case tomorrow, y'all. So I'm probably going to get high, but I also have to do my shopping. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. All the um, shopping talks making me hungry. I have. You've started out the show hungry. I also use CBD um, as often as I can persuade myself usually. And I do still do the thing where I like just subconsciously deny myself medi medicine. <clears throat> and I've always done that with my antidepressants and I find myself doing that with CBD but I feel like CBD like really does like stay in you you know what I mean yeah I feel like you can build it up and I take a lot when I take it yeah so anyway for CBD I you know sometimes I'll take it every day sometimes I'll skip three days in a row um, but I try to take it at least like four days a week right you know what i'm saying um and i'll do things like vape it sometimes um especially if i'm busy and then that's it yeah occasionally i'll like sneak a toke here and there like during um dinner like when i'm doing dinner prep mm -hmm. especially if i'm like super unmotivated or kind of depressed you know i can do that and that gets me like nice and going and like cuz after I don't know. It helps you. It helps me. But I don't do that that often at this point. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my stoner schedule. 
What about um, what about your favorite strains? Do you have a favorite strain? Um, to get yeah, I actually do. I smoked and vape so much uh, super lemon haze because it works. It makes me very like I can record the podcast and like get over shyness or like anxiety, like overthinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just talk. Um, and it's very like energizing to me is the big thing. It's almost like a strain that's, it can be j- too jittery for people. Um, you know, and, and like maybe anxiety inducing. It's one of those kind of strains. I love it. It works so great for uh, someone like depressives, you know, that yeah. have, get a hard time, you know, moving and going and getting out of their, their brain funk. That's me like forever. <laughs> um, so super lemon haze dominates that. It like stomps on that shit. So that's probably my most go-to productive strain. But other than that, I just go for whatever I know is a sativa because that's what works for me. Um, you know, some yeah. people are like too anxious and they need to like smoke something like way more heavy and indica-like to get like mellow and you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think able to get out of their funk, but that's not yeah. me. That like puts me to sleep. I like, like if I can't handle smoking pot, like I'll just smoke hemp and i love it because it gives you the feeling of smoking yeah weed but you don't get high yeah but you do feel relaxed i've been smoking those hemp cigarettes by plain jane and i freaking love them you love and i feel like i get i'm sorry there's a loud car it's probably our neighbor kevin (laughs) i think you're right (laughs) we just outed you kevin <laughs> He's a young man. Yeah. What? Okay. So that's good. And then, um. All right. So wait, wait. Favorite things to do? To do stoned. Well, I'll tell you what. Go down to Steve Stamp and Dogs when you're stoned is fun to me. Oh my god, our dog is drinking. Should we even be talking? Yes, right now? I think I like to explore things when I'm stoned with you. Like you know, it's like, well, if we're gonna go eat dinner and we're like mildly stoned, let's take the like industrial way through the city to go to our destination or let's go to the horrible part of the city. Yeah. I like to do that. I don't know why. I just like, I enjoy it. I love doing that stuff with you. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. It's my favorite. It's fun to look, um, just kind of see stuff, you know, and like, Oh man, where were we yesterday? Oh my God. When we were driving downtown with, there was a, I swear, honey, I don't know if you remember this, but I said, oh my God, that's a scary looking bar. So yeah. when we came off, it was right off where we came off like a kind of a pseudo highway and that became a road, a main road. So it was like coming out of like an industrial part of the town into like where there start, you start seeing stores on the streets and shit. To the right was this like probably a bar for the people who work in the industrial area. It was just like a house with zero windows and a door. Like, Ugh. and then like it had like a carport off of it and it had like a neon <laughs> sign on the outside of the wall, like for b- beer or whatever. And it's like, there's no windows in there. Whoa. Like if you, your only area is your, is the uh, door, the front door in and out. I mean, like that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah. I'm not going to that bar ever. <laughs> not without a gun. Jeez. But I don't use guns. So I guess I won't be going to that bar. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, what other things do we like to do while stoned? Um, watch things. We love to watch things and relax mm-hmm. uh, and be stoned when we're not using it for, uh, when I'm not using it for like doing my work. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I do like to use it when I'm, when I have to write and I 
don't use it too much. You no. know what I mean? Um, I like to do things like organizing and I really want to like get some things done this fall. Ooh, <laughs> squeezing my butt. I love your butt. <laughs> Cute little foot. Anyway, so yeah, normal basic things. I like to watch things with um, my kids when I'm a little bit high sometimes. That's kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> that is fun. It makes me be less critical yeah. in my mind yeah, about absolutely. things. Um, and more relaxed. You know, there's a lot of people, though, who come here and they get high because they they like to do things like, I'm going to go hiking and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, we don't do that kind of we, stuff, but I know people do it and they love it. And they I'm always... just home all the time. Yeah. We just like being at home. But I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with hiking. And stuff. No, I like to look at pictures and I'm like, God, what's wrong with us? Why don't we drive up there? Because <laughs> it takes forever. It does. And, <laughs> and I mean, you almost die on the way because there's maniacs driving on the <laughs> road who try to run you off the mountain. <laughs> I don't care if it's snowing or sleeting or ice raining. You're fucking going too slow. I'm going to like, and oh, well, yeah, it's like a thousand foot drop to your left. But who cares? Thanks for your question. You <laughs> guys can email us at momanddaughterstoned at gmail.com. Send us those questions um, or whatever you have to say. What's going on in Stoner Moms What's Grove? What's going on in Stoner Moms Grove? Do you miss when I used to sing it? No, you, no, you're going to sing it again one of these days. I am? Yeah, we're going to come back there. So let's talk about what's going on in your grove. Um, so you have put up a successfully scrogged a net and then you know you put up a net, you defoliated. Now the plants have already got all their leaves back and they're growing up into your scrog net. Right? Hooray. And it's in flower mode. So you're wow. in you're in for week one of flower. Holy shit. And balls. um we're gonna mix up some nutrients today in water though. Oh, I'll do with that. Ugh. It's not fun, but I'll do that. <laughs> and then um It's a big bucket. Yeah. So now they're in a, a position where they can't really be easily accessed. So I can't like I mean, if I was like a super grower and like, you know, had lots of time on my hands, I would have a way to get to the temp on the backside so yeah. I could get to those plants. But I just, oh, no. I don't, and it's okay. I mean, like, it's just, you know, they're, they're in a good, and I can reach back in there and pull off a couple of larvae pieces or something, but they're good. I mean, like they're in a good spot. They've got a nice canopy going. You're going to have a plentiful harvest. I'm very excited. I love it. I love it too, man. Um, and then we also have, um, I put a new tent up so I can keep mother plants in it. And it's like, unfortunately it's in the way of everything in the weed room, the cultivation science laboratory, but it's not that bad. And, um, now I can have my mother plants in there and I can always have Chewbacca if I want, or my favorite hemp strains, you know, I do know. I think that that's cool. Um, so it's just an experimental box right now. Um, and that's really it. That's what's going on down there. Okay. That, that's that. what's going on in Stoner Mom's Grove. You don't have to sing it. It's me. I'm singing it. <laughs> okay. Should I read all this? Yeah. Shout out corner. The easiest way to leave. What? The easiest oh, way. Shit. I already fucked it up. Take two. <laughs> the, the easiest way to help the show is to leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. That's very helpful. This is from Solitaire Queen. I know who that is. I do too. You do? Yeah. Are you sure? Of course. 
Hit play, sit back, and listen to this amazing couple have stone conversations. It's supposed to be a podcast for, for responsible cannabis users. But if you're not a responsible cannabis user, nobody will judge you for listening anyway. There you go. No judgment in, in, in uh, iTunes. On our podcast. Yeah, no, we don't judge nobody. We, we don't judge just, don't hurt, just don't hurt anybody. Do we judge people? I hope not. I hope not. Um, next, our House Van Eaton member shout out. House Van Eaton is our membership site and a community of adult stoners who support the show as well as everything we do over on the stonermom.com. Today, we're shouting out brand new member Brianna. Brianna, welcome to the family. Thanks for being a member of House Van Eaton. Biatch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stoned. It's okay to say that. No offense. Members have access to exclusive weekly podcasts, bi weekly such videos and vlogs, and monthly live sessions with me and Blavid. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership. Do it. That's it. That's, That's it. our episode. That's this episode. What are we going to do now? Let's talk about food. Uh, You've been dying to. Well, oh, I wouldn't mind. You- yeah. You're not that hungry, are you? I don't know. I could do anything. I thought you were so hungry for I, some I reason. just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I am kind of, but I don't know. We should talk about that, though. I mean, because we got lunch and dinner to get through. Hmm. Or dinner. Okay. <laughs> do we still have fried rice? Yeah, we have a little bit of fried rice. A little bit. It's pretty good. Um, I love it. You made some yummy fried rice, and he told me, he revealed today that he used honey in his recipe. That's my secret Secret. What the hell? I've never heard of that. It was good, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't use a lot of honey. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Mom and Dad, our stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Our music is by Deaf Girl. Follow her on SoundCloud and Twitter at Deaf Girl. Uh, and the one... The the I is a one. I'm sorry. I'll, we'll get, put it I'll, on, yeah. I'll get better at saying this. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom and Dad are Stoned. Just, no, let me say this over. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom, the letter N, Dad, the letter R, Stoned. Follow David on Twitter and the gram at CO Weed Grower. And follow me everywhere at The Stoner Mom. We'll be back again soon. Until then, remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed. Every day. Every day. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.